all right and let's go ahead and wrap up november here we're hopping into december uh pretty ugly here well i actually don't know when the good news actually does happen ever uh, let's take a look into a uh riverside homicides virginia cop catfished a teen before murders uh this story is definitely uh making the rounds beyond what we normal normally see uh with these pigs uh they always to me they always overemphasize a uh, former cop pigs a pig uh the San Bernardino uh, County Sheriff's Department killed the suspect wanted in the gruesome triple homicide in Riverside after he opened fire on the SWAT team this past Friday. Uh, according to authorities on Friday, November 25th, the deputies spotted the 28-year-old Austin Lee Edwards driving a red Kia Soul south on Highway 247. Aircraft tracked Edwards until SWAT units could get in place. The planes followed Edwards onto Highway 62 and ultimately Kelso Sema Road before the deputies could get in position. When the team intercepted the vehicle, Edwards continued to drive away, shooting at deputies as he tried to flee. Uh, typically, um we would cover this sort of behavior as a white-on-white -white crime action movie, as we have in old episodes of uh, Wine Cellar Media with Phoenix and William. But this just isn't really one of those. Uh, they tell us further off of CBS News here that he lost control of the car when he drove off the road shortly after the crash. Edwards exited the car and pointed his gun towards the sheriff's helicopter. Deputies shot Edwards, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Again, this would be a white-on-white -white crime action movie episode. But let's see what led up to this uh, police chase. Edwards murdered a 69-year-old Mark Winnick, 65-year-old Cherie Winnick, and 38-year-old Brooke Winnick in their home located in Price Court on Riverside. He is also, uh, they, they use accused. I, I, I get it. I'm not as nuanced. <laughs> um, we know what the fuck he did. All right. He took the teenage girl. Uh, they put believed to be 15 years old. I think that's uh, logical. They probably don't want her identity, uh, you know, all out there and whatnot. And uh, took her after murdering the three people. Um, Monday morning, it was not official. Um, it was not officially a case of kidnapping. Uh, the girl was not harmed uh, to our knowledge at this point uh, during the pursuit. She is currently in protective custody. Police say they did not believe she was involved in the murders or the set or setting the fire. Uh, we have a quote from uh, police officer Ryan Railsback. Uh, he says, quote, We believe at this point that the suspect was the only one involved in the murders and in setting the fire. End quote. In updated details, uh, this article, at the time of reading, this article's nine hours old. All right. Now, they continue. 
In updated details released Monday morning, a Virginia State Police spokesperson said Edwards was hired and entered the academy on July 6, 2021. And this is where you get uh, reiterations of headlines like mine, where um, on Patreon I post a link to the story, but then for the Patreon post I can make my own headline. And I'm just trying to figure out what type of folks are attracted to the job of cop, to be in uh, police work, as it were. Interesting. Uh, he um, So he entered the academy on July 6, 2021, and graduated January 21st, 2022 as a trooper and was assigned to Henrico County within the Richmond Division. He was he resigned on October 28th, 2022, according to the Virginia State Police. The Washington County Virginia Sheriff's Office said Edwards was still employed as a trooper with Virginia State Police when he applied to the Sheriff's Office. During his background check, previous employers, included the state police, said, quote, no employers disclosed any troubles, reprimands or internal investigations pertaining to Edwards. He's a good boy. According to the Washington County Sheriff's Office, Edwards was hired by the Washington County Sheriff's Office on November 16, 2022, and had recently begun orientation before being assigned to the patrol division. Riverside Police said detectives determined Edwards had met the teenage girl online as he was pretending to be a different person also known as catfishing. Police were investigating whether Edwards had targeted other victims. Another quote from Officer Railsback. He developed a relationship with her, enough where we believe there might have been an exchange of texts, maybe phone calls, and he was able to get her personal information. He was able to get her address. End quote. Thank you, Officer Railsback. My goodness, we now know that he was able to get her address. Officer Railsback, on the job, spokesperson, not officially. They continue, officers believe Edwards traveled from Virginia to to Riverside and reportedly parked in a neighbor's driveway before walking to the teen's residence on Friday. I want to get to some audio here from a uh, a neighbor that uh, that was there and uh, and and neighbors that took photos and um, people that drove by and actually interacted with this uh, this fucking guy. Let's get on over here. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing exactly. But thank goodness he made a lot of mistakes. Parking in the driveway. Having somebody see him. A neighbor of the three family members murdered in Riverside took this photo out of her window of the suspect's red car in her driveway, thinking it might have been stolen and dumped here. It was 10.30 in the morning last Friday, minutes before the Winnick's home started burning. Officials say the bodies of Mark, Sherry, and Brooke Winnick were discovered inside. 
The neighbor, who asked not to be named, told me that she saw 28-year-old Austin Lee Edwards dressed in a black trench coat and face mask, walking with the 15-year-old who lives in the house. They were getting into the red car. She was trying to mouth the words to me, but nothing came out, the neighbor said. I looked down and saw she was barefoot. She was crying a little bit. She didn't try to make a run for it. The neighbor called police. Authorities say the teenager and the suspect, who is a Virginia law enforcement officer, had an online relationship. Edwards, Riverside Police believe, pretended to be younger than 28 years old. He developed a relationship with her. The victim's bodies were found in the residence when the firefighters responded to the burning home on Friday. Firefighters discovered the three adult victims laying on the ground in the front entryway. Uh, Railsback, Officer Railsback said uh, their bodies were pulled outside where it was determined they were victims of homicide. The, <clears throat> excuse me, doo -doo -doo. the causes of the deaths of the victims were not immediately released. Arson was determined to be the cause of the house fire. Uh, Another quote from the uh, Riverside Police Chief, this is Larry Gonzalez, uh, saying, quote, This is yet another horrific reminder of the predators existing online who prey on our children. If you've already had a conversation with your kids on how to be safe online and on social media, have it again. If not, start it now to better protect them. End quote. And... I will interject a bit of commentary here that is probably predictable to an audience like this. A cis hetero man that was a cop was the predator, not a queer nigga, not a drag queen nigga, not a transgender nigga, nobody gay. Like, Come on, cuz, nigga. And, and what did this police chief nigga say? Um, Larry Gonzalez said, have conversations with your kids on how to be safe online, not how to be safe at motherfucking stories in libraries. It's people like they're they're the, the stupidity of the American conservative makes them even more dangerous. They're so illogical and inconsistent like the fact that the very foundation of the ideology that they profess and vote in favor of is based on lies like the, the these are people of which their beliefs are all rooted in nothing but propaganda propaganda assumptions bad science like they re they really are just tainted to the core they're they're gone. It's not it's not like that old shit. I know niggas my age and a little older. Remember, it's not just this World Net Daily shit, or like folks may not remember when Infowars was like new. <laughs> it's not that shit. It's not like oh look at the weirdos over there. Nah, the weirdos are the mainstream. They're the normal. That's why that nigga Kanye West and like think think about all these niggas that were in one room together like this and the ideologies that they represent. Kanye West, Tim Pool, Milo Yiggy Yappermouth, and Nick Fuentes. That was the get together 
And that's mainstream culture, mainstream public discourse is those ideologies converging. Excuse me. Uh, continuing. A, uh, another quote coming from uh, Officer Railsback. Quote, the process of meeting someone online and portraying to be someone who you are not in order for your own gratification, uh, whether it's sexual, financial, whatever the case, is um, extremely common. End quote. And back to uh, Gonzalez saying our hearts go out to the Winnick family and their loved ones during this uh, time of tremendous grief, as this is a tragedy for all Riversiders. Uh, closing out this article uh, from from a CBS LA staff. Uh, do not see a um, a writer credited here. Uh, investigators returned to the Winnick home on Tuesday. Uh, that was just a well, really, yeah. It's twelve fifty two a.m. I'm just now in Wednesday, so uh, just a few hours ago. Uh, they returned to the Winnick home on Tuesday to continue their investigation and board up the areas damaged in the fire. Uh, an animal services worker also removed the remains of the family's dog from the scene. Autopsies are scheduled to be performed on Wednesday for two of the family members who were killed. All right. Uh, it is November 30th. Uh, go ahead and um, just kill off the rest of this month uh, with a public post like this and a um, few more following today. And uh, then we'll hop into December where there will be more of uh, the links to the articles with uh, a brief commentary along with them while the actual recorded shows will go ahead and just be on the uh, Mr. Williams Laborhood uh, Patreon level and the Phoenix and Williams Show Patreon level. All right, let's get the uh, holy heck darn on out of here. All right, and... I want to take a look at the um, the search results first before I um, go digging into uh, an option from said search results. Uh, what I see here, um, f uh, a Reddit post. Uh, Reddit is fucking relevant. Like, that shit comes up in every goddamn search. <laughs> uh, but it says, uh, I know speculation isn't helpful, but will anyone be surprised if the... Uh, if the Idaho killer is an incel, uh, folks over at uh, meow.com, I've read from them before. Uh, <clears throat> in a recent interview, uh, FBI criminal profiler uh, James Fitzbrough stated that the incel factor should not be ruled out. Uh, over at uh, Q13 Fox, I think that's the one I grew up watching. Uh, students uh, wary of returning to campus with killer on the loose. University of Ohio students returned after spring break, and it says why experts think sexually frustrated suspect could be behind the murders. Sexually frustrated suspect. Uh, inside edition, uh, some theorize incel could be behind University of Ohio murders. Fox News. Idaho murders, law enforcement uh, should not dismiss incel angle, experts say. And Newsweek, Idaho students killer may be an incel who felt rejected. 
that was the first article that I saw. I'm interested in running on over here to uh, Inside Edition myself. Doob a doop bop, skibble ribble rap. And they uh, tell us uh, could a. Uh, could the person behind the killings of the four University Idaho students be an incel? That is what some are theorizing as loved ones of the slain students and members of the community hold out hope uh, that the case, now more than two weeks old, will soon be solved. Now, um, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, who is, they just kind of live under scrutiny, uh, but they... Uh, they say that uh, incels or involuntary celibates are heterosexual men who blame women and society for their lack of romantic success. Incel ideology is rooted in the belief that women have too much power in sexual and romantic spheres and ruin incels' lives by rejecting them. They are the most violent sector of the online misogynist manosphere and have carried out deadly attacks against women. Uh, women who are considered popular and those within organizations such as sororities, such as uh, victims Kaylee uh, Goncalves, uh, whoa, Goncalves, excuse me, and, uh, and Madison Mogan and uh, Zana uh, Kernodal are especially hated by incels. And I'll um, put a commentary in there, a reminder that... Um, uh, one of our finest uh, white-on-white crime episodes uh, when Phoenix and I were doing uh, Wine Cellar Media. Huh, way back when. That's like a podcast that doesn't exist anymore. It's wacky. Uh, when we were doing that, um, it was a uh, attempted incel killer that blew up a bomb on his own fucking hand in the damn shed trying to make the bomb because he wanted to uh, to kill cheerleaders at the mall. Uh, just thinking it made me think of that when they mentioned like women who are popular is one particular yeah like popularity is on what some might say social capital i've heard fallon matthew say that dr fallon matthew uh say social capital i um i yeah i i I can't uh, i can't front on that uh let's uh move it forward a bit with a uh bit of coverage from the folks over here in their beds as they hunt for a suspect now. Who? Okay. ABC's Zareen Shah has the latest. This morning, a sister of one of the four college students found murdered at an off-campus house near the University of Idaho, revealing new clues. So I was able to get a pretty good timeline on Kaylee and Maddie the night of um, from about 10.15 until um, shortly before 3 a.m., Olivia Gonzalez says she discovered at least six calls from her sister Kaylee's phone between 226 and 252 made to a boyfriend in the early morning of November 13th. Detectives now saying these phone calls are a part of their investigation. Kaylee's family is firmly standing behind that boyfriend. I know for an absolute fact that he is not a suspect. He is not suspicious. He is 100% innocent in this. This new information adding more insight to the police timeline before Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin were stabbed multiple times, likely while sleeping by a Rambo-style knife. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, 
they uh, head on over in this direction, uh, running back over to, <clears throat> excuse me, Inside Edition here. Uh, they give a little bit of context, uh, saying there have been a rash of killing sprees by incels in recent years, inspired by Elliot Roger, who killed six and wounded 14 at the University of California, Santa Barbara campus in 2014. A uh, quote uh, from uh, Elliot Roger when he uh, he published his video manifesto. Uh, I will slaughter every single spoiled, stuck-up, blonde slut. I'm 22 years old, and I've never had a girlfriend, end quote. He aimed his pent-up fury at sororities, whose fun-filled party videos he watched online. Popular girls, fun-filled party videos, cheerleaders at the mall... I think these guys are exceptionally, uh, is that the right word, exceptionally obsessed with uh, highly visible women. Again, women that they deem to have uh, social capital, as it were, which is probably power that they see that women should not have. I think this feeds into rape culture as well. Uh, Let's run it back on over here to uh, the folks over at uh, Good Morning America. New details surrounding the murders of four Idaho college students living off campus. Investigators trying to piece together what happened the night they were killed in their... Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. There's growing suspicion that the killer of the four University of Idaho students might be an incel. They see the whole world through the lens of misogyny. Nancy Grace, host of the podcast Crime Stories, says the killer may have been rejected by one of the slain women. Incels are very, very... Let me run that back for the... uh, There is podcast audio of this going out, but the the image here on the video, and uh, I was incorrect, it wasn't Good Morning America's Inside Edition's uh, video upload uh, for this uh, story. And... um, yeah, these, uh, but I, I want to say girls probably because I'm just so damn old. I think if I was the same age as them, I'd say women. Uh, but like this picture, these, uh, five girls here, like something else, like there's a white supremacist aspect to incels. And, uh, and I have checked out incels. There are, there are incel, uh, men of color that have their, uh, their complaints which also tend to be rooted in white supremacy. They complain that the women that they think belong to them are uh, being accessed by white men too much, as it were. These guys are characters. But these five girls, like, they fucking look like um, like an Aryan Brotherhood member in a prison gang drew them. Like, he drew his ideal of, like, basically, like, wives to choose from. Or even, like, his vision of having daughters. The shit is ridiculous. Um, four of them are yellow-headed. Uh, with folks that, you know, folks buy hair dye, so you never know, like, if they're yellow-headed by uh, genetics or if they just colored it. But four of them, they're yellow-headed. Uh, they look like young fucking kids. I know they're college kids. Yeah, they got to be in their super early 20s or even late teens. So, like, as far as legality goes... For these incel men, that's close enough to little girls. I think that pedophilia is written into patriarchy. And I'm going to need to load a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode for having said that. Um, 
and uh and then like one on the end uh brown haired but like has the hair and the what do they call that pigtail braids like that's how these conservative men want to see women like even conservative men that are not incels to me have the same ideology all right like listen to like conservative men talk about talk about women and listen to incels talk about women the only difference with the incels is they're just saying that i'm not getting any sex from them which is also pure bullshit they're choosing not to because they all want 14 year old um uh women that have never had girls that have never had sex before that's what they want jesus fucking christ all right a lot of commentary there i should really be um sticking to the articles uh they wrap up here um goncalves uh mogan uh Kernodal, and our boyfriend uh ethan chapin they were stabbed to death in their bed in moscow idaho all right we've uh we've got that information in um her father steve goncalves expressed a frustration with the investigation on good morning america uh who was who that was who we previously heard before switching back to inside edition and he said quote you can't imagine sending your girl to college and them coming uh, back in an um in an urn he said i haven't the ability to grieve i want to be able to have justice first yeah i mean really you know uh, in, in the neighborhood, just in case there's new folks tuned in, I get way too many videos taken down for my commentary around uh, patriarchy and rape culture and whatnot. So I think the language that they use now is unalived. Uh, we like to say they can get this ruling. And uh, yeah, I think that the uh, uh, family member, the uh, biological father of the, the victim, should go ahead and be able to uh, dish out that ruling. Let me go ahead and dance it on forward here. It is 1.11 in the a.m. I need to be up into the workplace by about 2.55 a.m., right? Early is on time. On time is late. <laughs> Blue collar life, buddy. Now, you have this uh, Christine Dolan and L. Todd Wood. I do not know who these folks are. Um, they're not very high profile. Um, what little I could find on L. Todd Wood was an interview from seven years ago and clips from that interview from six years ago. And apparently he's a writer. Uh, I think he, he said he writes for the Washington Times, uh, which right wing is shit. Uh, but there's really not much on him. He's mostly a war guy. Like that's his thing. And uh, so there isn't really anything to, like, contextualize his presence with. The same goes with Christine Dolan. Not much to contextualize her presence with. So this really is mostly about Herschel Walker and the words that he deliberately extracts from his big stupid face. All right, let's uh, hop to it. Uh, This is coming from the folks over at Patriot Takes on the Twitters, I think, man, I I, I want to donate to Patriot Takes and to Right Wing Watch. And I hope those two converge and should probably share more of their material. Yeah, it's it's a good idea because like they're trying to do like what niggas like libs of TikTok do. And maybe it should. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe maybe they should turn up the heat on that. Do more of that man on the street shit. Herschel, how do you feel about people that want to change America from when you and I were kids? I mean, I mean, there's you know, we have I guess it's eighty to ninety or seventy to eighty million people in America that were born after nineteen ninety. Right, like change America from when you and I were kids. Like, to my understanding, Herschel Walker was a football star in the 80s. We'll see when this guy was born here. There we go. Uh, Herschel Walker, skip up, rip bop, ribble rap, 1962. So Herschel Walker is born four years after my biological mother of 58. He's 60 years old. Like, it's not, he's, you know, clearly uh, Jim Crow ended early in his childhood. He is still born into Jim Crow, right? And really, what is his childhood? Just the few years post-Jim Crow heading into the 70s. And he's, and they're talking about they want to change America from when we were kids, Herschel. And like in her being a white woman saying that to his black ass, he should have been like, what, when Emmett Till was fresh news? Fuck you. <laughs> but no, not Herschel. On the one, he's a he's a coon. All right. And I know that a lot of white women follow this program. I'll remind you, coon, um, that has become an intra, I-N-T-R-A, intra, intra-racial um, slur that black people use against each other and um there are aspects where it just means you disagree with me right like it it can be used in um that sort of uh uh that that old style you know like calling everything communism right like it can be used in that way like um the Tariq Nasheed crowd black conservatives typically do that but like for me, I might I'm like what you might call a black leftist. For me, it's kind of synonymous with uh with bootlicker. All right, it's yeah, it's kind of a, a bootlicker term to me. All right. So these are McCarthyism. That's it, McCarthyism. Excuse me. So these are kids who you know who grew up you know when they were ten years of age with the with the real beginning of the computers and the internet at home. With the real beginning, like when you say the real beginning, that's so vague because that you can call any point in time what you want to be the real beginning. And let's see, um, kids born in 1990. Um, I was born in 1983. And I remember in my teen years, kids born in 1990, they got to see things like the truth.com. When they did start getting these computers in homes, and they weren't all allowed to use them. What are you ridiculous? Like their parents were still boomers, <laughs> right? And like um and, and early stage Gen Xers. And with this these computers at home, it wasn't even the same internet. You had to go to websites still. I don't think they understand that. Like, BlackPlanet.com was the closest thing you had to social media, right? People were in chat rooms if they wanted to interact. They were at websites for their niche interests. 
like and people were on uh, what Napster and Kazaa and LimeWire and uh, BearShare. Like you don't know the damn internet they had. They did not have no shit like TikTok back then. Hell, there weren't even smartphones. Motherfuckers still had flip phones. And ki- and children didn't have phones. Houses still had house phones. Pay phones were still around. If you think about it, in the context of linear time, a kid born in 1990, the general world around them when they're 10 years old isn't much different from the general world around you at 10 years old. Like, some of y'all niggas is a bit younger than myself. Shit was still homophobic as fuck in the year 2000. Shit was still homophobic as fuck in the year 2005. It's 2022, and there was just a shooting based off of stochastic terrorism. Yeah, it's not that damn different. They they don't like when shit is visually different, and they really don't like certain degrees of social progress. So they don't know the world that we know pre-internet. They don't know that the bullying was not really, we may have been bullied when we were kids, you know, in a class or teased and things like that, but not, not the type of culture that these kids have with the internet today. What do you say to those kids and those? They may have been bullied or teased. You know what? Just Herschel Walker was born into the Jim Crow South and he's gonna nod his coon ass head along making that coon ass closed mouth smile at these white folks and play along with her downplaying bullying no yeah Herschel Walker is fucking disposable as a black man there's young people that are voting well, first of all, they don't know that the grass is not green on the other side, that they think they're somewhere better. And if they... The grass is not... And look, oh, God, the fucking... The white person smiling head nod of approval, right? Because he hops right in with, like, a an old wisdom white people talking point. The grass is not green on the other side. And watch her face when he comes in singing the song the way she wants him to sing it. To those kids and those young people that are voting. Well, first of all, they don't know that the grass is not green on the other side, that they think they're somewhere better. And if they know another place is better than the United States of America, my thing is, why don't you go there or tell me, let me know who that is, because I can tell them right now that's not. And it can be easy for a nigga like Herschel Walker to believe in this shit, right? Like born into the Jim Crow South, but you're a tall, big, strong guy and you can play this fun game and make money playing the fun game and be celebrated for being big, tall, strong guy in a patriarchal culture and coming from the Jim Crow South as a black man, you have money and you can have sex with white women. Let's not pretend that that is not a point of success to black conservative men. The Manosphere talks about it regularly that, um, that a sign of success is sex with non-black women, especially white. And going by who he we see him have forcing abortions, he fucking loves that uh, well privilege in the context of a uh, racialized patriarchy, as it were. I think our biggest problem is we've not shown our kids that most of the people today hadn't earned the right 
to change America. And what I mean by that, there are people that have died or not given their life up. They haven't earned the right to change America. So if you died, you've earned the right to change America. Well, Martin Luther King died, right, trying to change America, and he wanted uh, reparations. He said we came to get our check. And he died supporting a um, sanitation worker strike. He was murdered. Their life up. There are people that have given their life up for this flag. They've given this life up for the national anthem. They've given their they've given their life up for the national anthem. I guarantee, goddamn, you, there is not one fucker out there that was bootlicker enough that in their last moments getting shot, they were like, "I did this for the lyrics that I don't actually have memorized." I niggas don't know shit past the first half of the first verse. Fuck out of here. A life up for our freedom and this liberties that we have in this country today, and we're taking it for, for, for granted. Well, I don't want that to happen. And I'm saying, and I'm not being tough, I'm saying, if you know a place better, you go there, but you lose. I'm not being tough. He's so dumb. I hate this nigga. And I'm saying, and I'm not being tough, I'm saying, if you know a place better, I'm saying, and I'm not being tough, I'm I'm saying and I'm not being tough. I'm right. I'm not being tough. And I get like he's really trying to riff off the top of the head and he's not articulate. He's not a thinker. He's extemporaneously speaking is not his deal. This nigga needs a teleprompter. I doubt he would do well with one of those as well. I'm not being tough. I get like he's trying to say, um, I'm not trying to uh, be forceful. I'm not trying to be authoritarian. I'm saying if you know a place better, you go there, but you lose your citizenship here in the United States of America. And then when you come back, you got to come back legally like we should be defending the border. Kirsch. Notice and he's getting the stream of consciousness thing together at the end, right before the video closes. Notice that ending, right? So he, he's doing the love it or leave it, leave it, lose your citizenship. You want to come back and then write the stream of consciousness says, come back. You don't have citizenship. That's immigration. We should be protecting the border. Like it is stream of consciousness, conservative shit. Better. You go there, but you lose your citizenship here in the United States of America. And then when you come back, you got to come back legally like we should be defending the border. Yeah, that really is just the conservative brain just connecting its talking points and surface level thoughts together like that. He he damn near kind of threaded it. If he was actually smart, I would consider that artful what he did right there. <laughs> but he's fucking not. He's stupid ass Herschel Walker. All right, folks. Uh, Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. Uh, as it tends to go, right? I'm no different than any other fucking content creator, right? I put my shit out there. If you dig it, maybe you'll invest into it so that you can be like, hey, I want this fucking program to keep happening. <laughs> All right. All right, and uh, taking a look on over here dancing on to russia uh let me open up with this uh audio from uh maria aliokina 
This is not a building with cells. This looks like a strange village, like a gulag labor camp. It's where Brittany Griner could spend the next nine years in a sprawling prison camp Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin built to isolate and crush inmates. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, ironically, pulling um, excerpts from fucking Forbes here, uh, Brittany Griner was transferred to a penal colony. Uh, another individual from the uh, the music group, a band, or uh, maybe yeah, maybe a band, a uh, Nadia Woo uh, Talakonikova, nailed it. Uh, spoke with MSNBC about her concerns over Griner's transfer and the harsh, even inhumane conditions of the penal colony. However, uh, she is not alone in her concerns. Others have come forward to share their experiences and thoughts about uh, the potentially racist, violent, and torturous conditions that the black American queer basketball player might face. It actually is labor camp because by the law, all the prisoners should work. Maria Aliokina, a member of feminist art ensemble Pussy Riot, knows it well. She spent nearly two years as an inmate here for her role in a 2012 protest in Moscow against Russian President Vladimir Putin. The colony was divided between a factory area where prisoners made garments and a living zone where Aliakina said 80 women lived in one room with only three toilets and no hot water. During Jeepers, creepers, and chimney fucking sweepers. Uh, flipping it right on back here, a uh, Russian diplomat recently shared that there still might be hope for Griner, and the best option to secure her freedom would not would most likely be through a prisoner swap program, an option that President Joe Biden has been trying to secure with the Russian President Vladimir Putin. In fact, there have been rumors about uh, Griner possibly being swapped for Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. However, after Griner was transferred to the IK-2, it looks like there might be additional concerns about the living conditions of the penal colony uh, where she uh, has to carry out her sentence. On November 17th, Griner's lawyers released a statement uh, indicating that she had been transferred to the IK-2 penal colony in Mordovia uh, to begin her sentence. Since the announcement, several people have expressed extreme concerns over the decision. Incidents of torture and sexual abuse in Russian male prisons have been well documented. Human rights experts say bullying by fellow prisoners and violence uh, perpetrated by corrections officers are frequent. And it looks like Russian female prisons are no different. During Aliokina's time as an inmate, she says she experienced snowy prison yards, plank-like beds, long spells in solitary confinement, which could be a result of punishment for minor infringements, like an unbuttoned coat or poorly attached name tag. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, so the IK2 penal colony is in uh, Mordovia, is a Mordovian and it's uh, forced labor. Uh, the da, 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 the Nartons day ah, the nations, excuse me, the Nartons. Check me out. Uh, the Nation magazine. They have a writer, David Zinn. Zirin, and he said that the uh, the abhorrent racism is not uncommon and medical care is very scarce in the prison facility. Zirin also shared 
that the incarcerated individuals are forced to sew uniforms for police and guards. IK2 is a part of a much larger network of other penal colonies uh, located throughout the northwest region of Mordovia, which is 300 miles east of Moscow. The penal colonies were built in the 1930s during the Stalin regime and make up the largest penal complexes in Europe. An individual by the name of Judith Pallet, a professor of uh, human geography of Russia and the University of Ox- at the University of Oxford, who visited the IK2 in 2017 as part of her research on Russian prisons, feared that Griner might struggle initially with uh, with acclimating to the uh, formal and informal rules that govern a prison colony. Quote, when I was there, everything was in Russian, she said. God knows how Griner will understand it, understand it all. End quote. According to human rights experts, Griner was probably placed in IK2 because it is far from the capital and more difficult for outsiders such as family, journalists, and human rights groups to reach, making it easier for her to be isolated and the conditions that she is enduring not to receive much attention. For someone who speaks little or no Russian, it's harder to navigate the system and deal with the isolation. If there's no further appeal, or if officials in Washington and Moscow cannot come to an agreement on a prisoner swap, Griner could soon be transferred to such a colony. It's why Ali Akina says cards and letters offered a ray of hope, and she urges people to support Griner in the same way. You can send your messages of support to Brittany at wearebg.org. Ali Akina said they should use a machine to translate and send the text in both English and Russian to get it past prison censors easier. For Inside Edition Digital, I'm Stephanie Officer.